Welcome back, Mortal X friends. I'm Cody, and this is still Cody. It is just me tonight. Um, happy Comic Book Wednesday. Uh, yeah, uh, it is just me tonight. Uh, checked in with Riley. Uh, not to go too personal. Riley is Riley's a little sick. Riley had a bad burger um, and is out for the count tonight. Uh, there was a few books that came out today with Fall of X that we're excited about. And in his in his sickness, he was able to read X-Men Red, which I have not checked out yet. Um, but I'm excited to get on that soon. But when talking with Riley about what we wanted to talk to you guys about tonight is the fact that New York Comic Con is this weekend. It is happening now. And we are excited. Uh, so I wanted to take this time. I'm solo potting. I am laying on my couch. Um, hopefully you don't hear it too much of my dog chewing her distraction bone. Um, but I'm going to talk just a little bit about some of our, our, our wishes, some of our hopes, some of our hypotheses. Uh, and then later on tonight, we are going to have a special guest uh, to talk about God's issue one. Uh, which I'm looking forward to you hearing about that conversation. Uh, but with New York Comic Con coming up, we've already spoken so much about our hope uh, for what is going to be announced with the Ultimates lineup, uh, with Ultimate Invasion ending, with the announcement that Hickman is doing Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, Riley and I have been talking quite a bit, and we think that the rest of the Ultimates, like at least launch lineup, will be announced. Uh, that means someone on Ultimates possibly someone doing like an ultimate uh ultimate black panther i know that's been rumored for a while in a few other sites uh but a book that i am really hoping for and i think this would be such a great companion to ewing's immortal thor um i'm calling this shot right now i'm going off script riley i would love an ultimate thor um some of the preview pages that we're seeing for for ultimate universe number one uh, it looks like we're seeing a lot of Thor and the Asgardians and the way that Hickman has already set up uh, this ultimate universe and the kind of final pages of ultimate invasion um, and really in ultimate invasion two, we're seeing a completely different Asgard. We're seeing one that's run by Loki. We're seeing one where Thor is kind of more of like a banished and kind of like um, subsumed prince. Um, so I think it'd be really cool, especially knowing that if we're approaching this like dark, Iron Man becoming King the Conqueror future, um, that having a, a Thor in the roster is definitely something that I think is going to happen. So um, that's kind of my hope for that. Uh, I'm really curious, going back to Ultimate Spider-Man, to see if they are going to announce who Ultimate Spider-Man is. Um, I kind of hope they don't. I think it would be really exciting to go into that issue pretty blind, um, knowing what we know, which is the maker took this pie, oh my gosh, spider away from biting Peter Parker. The maker took the spider away from biting Peter Parker is like a new tongue twister, I guess. Um, but I'm curious. We Riley and I have speculated before on the pod. Um, is this going to be a book about Miles coming back from 616 to check it out? We kind of negated that. Um, thinking that the whole point of his inclusion in Ultimate Invasion was to say, like, our boy is staying there. Um, but now really curious about who is going to be the Ultimate Spider-Man, um, who is Hickman going to write. Um, it would be fun seeing Hickman write in Ultimate Peter, but it kind of seems even more exciting if we are having something completely new, what's going on. Um, 
I got a I got a text message from Leslie, my wife, who was sitting next to me on the couch, and who will appear in our God segment later, asking um, any chance that the Valkyries are going to be an ultimate Thor. Um, <laughs> uh, the preview pages that we've already seen of Ultimate Universe number one, I haven't seen any Valkyries, but Lady Sif has been there. Um, so that might be our Valkyrie, our Valkyrie check-in. Um, I'm guessing that we're also going to get a little bit more info on, I can't believe I'm about to say these words again on this pod, but Duggan and Gillen's fall of the House of X and rise of the powers of 10. Um, I am pretty confident that after this weekend, we are for better or for worse. God, God this is going to, this, this is like more emotional than I thought to say. We are going to know what the post Krakoa landscape of the X-Men is going to look like. Um, I don't think that we will have solid books locked in. I don't think that we will have solid writers, but I do think that we will have a bit more tease of what the all new X-Men um, for 2024 are going to look like. Um, I'm looking forward to that, even if I'm kind of still <laughs> groaning uh, as we go into the fall of X and continue to. Um you guys have heard on the pod, Riley, and I've really enjoyed what's been going on uh, for the most part in, in especially our big three books with Immortal, Red, and Duggan's X-Men. Um, there's been some cool things happening in the pages of Dark X-Men, of Uncanny Avengers, but overall, it's still, it's, it's hard. It, it's, this, is, this is feeling like kind of a longer, um, a longer breakup, I think, than we intended. Um, I think it's, it's hitting its stride. And there has been some of our favorite issues that we have gotten um, in some of these books. Um, But it definitely feels like some of the party that started this all. And I think it's hurting even more. I let my, one of my best friends from, um, from college and summer camp where we read countless comics together, passing books back and forth. Um, I, I essentially gave him the same, house powers and what comes after that reading order that I gave that got Riley hooked. And he has been messaging me about early stages of Krakoa with all sorts of things happening with the red queen and what's apocalypse up to. And it's, it's making me miss. It's making me miss the good old days of 2019 and 2020 when these were truly my excitement to get every single week and now it's it's over and it's been an excitement in a different way obviously this pod has come from that this is a lot more introspective of an episode than i'm intending it to be especially my conversation about gods a little later but i guess that's what you get for solo potting on a wednesday night while your partner has food poisoning um but i think those are some of my major new york comic con uh, predictions um we got another crazy announcement today, and this story is still breaking, um, but Daredevil Born Again, the Disney Plus show that was going to continue um, the Daredevil, continue or reboot or whatever they're saying this week uh, about the Daredevil show from Netflix, uh, just announced that all of its writers and directors have been uh, essentially let go from the project. And that the the producers are are reevaluating where they are at with Daredevil: Born Again, and that is that is nuts. Um, I am so hoping that just like when um, Batgirl was like unfortunately destroyed, um, that we've got a few more stories that came out of that. I'm hoping that same thing happens with this version because they've already started filming. 
Um, these were one of the last shows to close uh, with the um, writer's strike. Obviously, when the SAG after strikes happened, they closed for real. But while it was just, um, while it was just the WGA, Daredevil was still filming. Um, we started to see some set photos. There was some props that were going. So like early episodes of this have already been filmed. Um, so I'm definitely curious if this is going to be a complete rework, just a retooling, if there's another story that's not being said. But all around, this sounds so messy. Um, in one of our earlier episodes, both Riley, Ethan, and myself all said that this was one of our most anticipated, but also like super skeptical about projects. Um, Echo, which sprung out of Hawkeye, um, which was supposed to air this year, has been pushed back um, till next year, along with several others in the slate. Um, so I am, I'm curious if we'll get any kind of like saving face uh, Disney Plus or Marvel Studios announcements just because they've been, they've been really quiet. They've been really quiet since um, the Jonathan Majors debacle. They've been really quiet since people were like real foul on Ant-Man. Honestly, they were even really quiet when Guardians of the galaxy three was like, was great and was really well received. So I'm curious to see what's said here. Um, there's been a bit more, uh, kind of murmurs about the animated slate that's coming. Um, I would not be surprised if we got hard dates on what I am so excited about X-Men 97. <clears throat> um, that show is, de- <laughs> that show is definitely supposed to have been out already. I'm calling that right now. There are full on toy lines. There are Halloween costumes and it just, it truly feels like before, uh, shit has gone down that X-Men 97 was supposed to be out like three months ago and it was going to be all of our favorite shows going into this season. So that's unfortunate. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see that show when it comes out, but I'm, I'm, my prediction is that we're going to get some hard dates, for X-Men 97, uh, and, um, and probably Echo as well. Um, not something that we're waiting for, for Comic-Con, but something that I am excited about. Uh, Loki season two is back and it is being showrun this time by two, two of my own personal favorites and kind of role models. Uh, their names are Benson and Moorhead. Uh, that is what they go have. That is the collective uh, writing directing duo. Um, they are they're showrunning, and after the first episode of season two, I am I'm stoked. I'm stoked on Loki. I'm excited to be here. Um, Leslie and I were probably two of the only people in the world. It seemed like that weren't like instantly hot on Loki um, after like the first episode. Like we were into it. We thought it was cool, but like we were still writing the the Wandavision high. And like that was kind of the hard one to beat. Um, near the end of Loki, I was I was obsessed. I think kind of the second half of that show really turned it around. And once we got to the um, kind of destroyed worlds, once we got to the He Who Remains with Jonathan Majors' version of Kang, I was like, this this is the show that I have wanted. Um, Benson and Moorhead and their uh, team kind of. I think blew it out of the water uh, with the first episode. Um, it was a really grounded, grounded effort, grounded attempt. Um, fairly, fairly hard sci-fi, uh, but done in kind of this interesting um, documentary, uh, documentary style. Um, very handheld, very fluid, and I thought that the volume sets, along with the practical sets that Loki has had, looked looked awesome. Filmed this way. Um, Upcoming this week, 
I don't know if we're going to get any announcements for this in here at Comic-Con because it literally comes out in about seven days. Um, but Spider-Man 2 for PlayStation 5 is releasing. Uh, I'm a big fan of the first one and of its follow-up Miles Morales kind of like intercool story. Um, Riley has not played these games, though he has read so many of the works that this is based on. Uh, but I will definitely have a follow-up pod. I'll find someone who can talk to talk with me about this game because uh, I, I I can't wait. Um, the first Spider-Man game has some really fun and very modern, almost like uh, Netflix show equivalent um, of what a Spider-Man uh, like a. a in college and grad school Spider-Man live action show would be like, um, it, it feels like you are, are basically playing through a Netflix series. Um, which is crazy. Cause when that first one came out, like Disney plus was not a, not near a twinkle in our eye yet. Um, and so we only said it was like, yeah, this would be like the Spider-Man equivalent of a Netflix show. And now we have every single show that exists. And I think those Netflix shows, especially Daredevil may have been where it's still kind of, kind of peaked, but, um, I'm very excited for that one to come out. It looks like we're getting some cool renditions of not just, obviously Venom is the big marquee character in this, but also Craven the Hunter, um, the Lizard, Mysterio, and who is the other one that I saw that looked pretty funny or like, oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good inclusion. Whoever it is, very excited to see where this story continues and see how they morph with that. Um, so I'm sure we will be talking about that. Um, coming up next week, the fall of X continues as we, as we march along. I know Riley and I will be back in to check in about X-Men Red and Immortal and, and Duggan's X-Men and just where we are going. Um, but yeah, we, we have a lot coming up in the next few months. Uh, we're excited to, to keep talking about this. Uh, coming up next is my conversation about gods with Leslie and we will be back next week with some more episodes. So uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Stay tuned for my interview with Leslie about God's One. X friends, welcome back. We are here with top friend of the pod, supporter of the pod, pod patron, X. What do you want to be called? Oh, well, I'm definitely, hopefully, I'm not an ex-friend. Because not an ex-friend. No. I'm an ex-wife. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, That's not true. That's not true. Uh, we're here with I'm... Leslie. We're here with my wife. Uh, I was really tempted to do that in a Borat voice. Just my wife. What but you did for me. Um, and Leslie just finished Gods. Gods issue one, uh, which we talked a lot about last week uh, by Hickman Sheedy. And what do you think? I mean, it's an epic. Let's be honest. What an epic tale to start off with. Did I, did I oversell it, undersell it, or did I like kind of shoot it right where it was supposed to be, you think? Um, I think you shot it where yeah. it was supposed to be. Yeah. I think it was pretty self-contained for our uh, first issue, yeah. um, which is a really great way to get people hooked. I liked that so much. Um, I was saying last week, like, I read a lot of first issues, and you've read a lot of first issues, too. And... Sometimes they just feel really kind of lacking or like not not complete. Like there's an exciting promise and they usually end on quite a good cliffhanger to get you to read book two. But and this was a giant book, which I know when I handed it to you, you were like, this is meaty. But like it's it tells kind of a full story. Like I was telling Riley last week, to me, it really felt like a good TV pilot. It did. Yeah. My only concern is this event 
if they could solve it in one issue, was it that media of an event? <laughs> I would say that that is my only, my only yeah. critique. So I think at this point. So I guess my not even pushback. I think part of what I loved so much is that it was solved in one book. Is that it's like this is the biggest thing. It has brought all of the minds, all of the powerhouses, and uh, this guy kind of almost Ferris Buellering his way through the Marvel cosmos is able to like to solve it. Um, it was kind of like, like he had, he had a plan and he was able to do it and he got him. And, but he also needed everyone else to be doing their part to get to that place. It felt like too, like they definitely slowed him down, but you're, you're still not sold. Did you feel like that was kind of an under an undercut of the severity of what it could have been? Of, I think of what uh, figuring the out Babylon like the severity events. of the a Babylon event, yeah. Um, I do love how it set up the hierarchy of everything. Yeah. I know in that teaser that I read a few months ago, yes. it explained the different roles. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think I was actually in like an Instagram post. I think it was an Instagram post. <laughs> so I read an Instagram post. the natural order of things yes, and the powers that be. And who yeah. was assigned to who mm-hmm. and, and that yeah. type of thing. It was a lot to keep track of that when I first started reading – I was almost like, oh, I feel like I need a cheat sheet. Yeah. But it laid it out pretty well and always reminded me of who is serving what. Completely. That I was able to follow along. It helps that everyone's color-coded too. Very much so. <laughs> Which is such yes. good design. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, no, I, I really enjoyed this. Will I you read an issue too? I will absolutely yeah. read an issue too. I am, I do have some questions. Yeah, I'm excited. Um. Welcome to God Talk, where Leslie has questions. Do you want me to answer as a comic book reader or using my biblical studies minor? <laughs> I did love all of the references. Um, no, I. Why is he li- look like Stephen Strange? Like he oh, okay. looks. They made him look so similar. Are they just trying to foil? Make him because it's not like they're true foils. They're not true opposites. No. They don't want fully opposite things or the same thing yeah. going about it different ways. Um. I just thought the red coat versus the red cape, yeah, the gray and the you, hair, like there was a lot yeah, of similarities and I just didn't know like how, how purposeful do you think that was? You want to hear my, my thoughts? Yeah. I actually think it's supposed to look kind of like, uh, kind of like Hickman. Oh, I don't know if I know what Hickman looks well, like. You've met him. You've actually, met him. I know what Hickman looks like. I just... I feel like Forgot the beard, that, that was kind of the longer hair. Um, I feel like I feel like that. Honestly, to me, it kind of looks like a combo of him and the and the artist. So oh, I don't know if this was that just like, not a self insert, but I also kind of feel like he is kind of a callback on the knot. I feel like he was made to look like Hickman. Um, this kind of feel like the Marvel version of of Morpheus of the Sandman with kind that, of oh that is hair. completely yeah. the vibes and I got. I feel like that's what that's what they set out to say. I know, and I I could be wildly misquoting or like mis mis like communicating this this comment that i've heard that hickman said he's like i want to do sandman for marvel yeah and that and that, that came is, across that yeah. that red in mm-hmm. the type of um it's kind of like gods that the were Raven present yes too, like him and his buddy the characters that were yeah. present i did love the like you know i'm a trickster mm-hmm. in the sense of like i've got this bigger plan and idea yeah. in regards to the bartering system totally. and how that's going to come full circle into play and yet you feel like he also is not this mastermind while he's doing it at the same time it's I very agree. haphazard um which is charming and i think is a combination of so many other marvel characters yeah. that exist 
but they like have placed it in this one man. I agree. So what's your next question? That was actually that my was biggest it. question. Biggest I was like, why does he look like Stephen? If that, if that is the biggest question that you're walking away from this book with, yeah. I'd say it was a pretty big success. I do get some Young Justice vibes in regards to like... The art? Or... The chaos and yeah. the order of things. With, um, um, in regards name? to the Chaos King. The Chaos King. Uh, I really, I'm blanking on his name right now. But yeah, the Chaos King and we'll Dr. Fate's like rival. Yes, lots of Dr. Um, Fate vibes yeah. in with in here it is interesting where it is some of what is happening is very much the type of stuff that happens in dc magic stories all the Mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. but doesn't always happen in marvel i agree it's fun fun seeing seeing it yeah in that light Mm -hmm. absolutely marvel dc story which Mm -hmm. a lot of times hickman's kind of are he's the one who kind of heralded that big like secret wars event which is essentially a Marvel version of um, like Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes. Um, and a lot of what he does with his Avengers run is kind of very similar, almost secrets that could play out like Justice League, Justice League Unlimited episodes in some way. So I absolutely um, see that. Did you read the tag for the next issue? I did. Do you want to read it out loud? I, I read it as well. It says, The Centum normally has 25 primes, but now only three remain. College isn't worth the time or money. There's a hidden book in the library that hides a hidden door. And Cubist Core is from Georgia. Like, that matters. So, I think what makes me excited about that is it shows that we're not done with Cubist Core. And I think that's the one point where it's like Hickman has a really long tendency of, like, introducing characters. And even if the problem with them is solved in an early episode, they, they still they, play a they part. They play a big part. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're just beginning their story. And I think that's kind of what makes me so excited is, like, this bat- like we're not getting a, oh, no, the universe is ending story. We're getting something different because the universe ending event was just solved. Was just solved. And so that that's where I'm excited is that what what was set up like all the preview pages that you and I have like both read that Riley read that they put out are pretty much all from this first issue mm-hmm. so now it's like where do we go well and i see how like um epic and mystical and quantum this epi- yeah. like this issue felt and i do think like even with a tag like that i'm like all right are we bringing it back down small town small scope i think so and i hope so yeah. because it's almost like issue 2 rather than having like a, that struggle of like where do we go with issue 2 yeah. like it's almost like another new pilot in regards to like here was the big scope you've met a lot of people you've also been acquainted with the hierarchy mm-hmm. of things and now we're going to make it hopefully let's focus on the small, science team small scope yeah all right let's see through this mm-hmm. one specific lens yeah. let's see through this one specific solve or the lay the ground for whatever the long game is I because hickman usually has a long game he so. does but he also does what you're describing really well like i know you read house and powers um, but like his his X-Men book that followed that does exactly that. Like each issue is almost like a um a, a different mini standalone with Cyclops and someone else that like paints part of the world of Krakoa. And so if if this is jumping around to some of these different perspectives, like I think we're we're in really good hands of a fun story. I agree. Um, would you be a representative for the natural order of things or um, the powers that be? Do you already know what you think I'd be? Because I know. I kind of think so. I think, reg- <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. What do you think, though? I, I loved hearing. 
Okay, let's first preface. Like, yeah. I love magical, yeah. mystical things. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but the way it was told about the rabbit hole of seeing yeah, who questions. would go down it, and that is what determined that role, yeah. was like, well, that's V to a T so, in regards to what I'm into. So I didn't want to get too, like, personal with Riley last week on the pod, but the description of this relationship (laughs) of someone that is, I think, extremely logical and extremely questioning and someone who kind of goes with the flow to see what happens, but while still trying to like work really hard at it, like it, uh, I, I felt very, I felt very seen and very represented of our, relationship in some ways and <laughs> I don't want a I, divorce. <laughs> I don't I know you don't want a divorce and I really hope you don't want to shoot me in the face. Um but I I definitely thought that was some fun conversations about the differences that a couple can have and like can still bring them like towards each other. So mm. yeah. Yeah or how full circle mm-hmm. things can be for sure. Yeah. Um our cat is chewing a plant while we while we talk about this. Me. Um so, yeah, I'm really glad you liked it. I, I, I really liked it. Okay, so the big question, the big question that was posed that Riley and I kind of, like, talked about last week, how does this compare to House of X number one for you? I'm trying to remember back. Yeah. Where it jogged my memory. So House of X number one. Because I just remember so many statistics. You totally, <laughs> you're like and data infographics. Pages. Yeah, so, so did you, were you disappointed that this one did not have a data page? No. <laughs> no, you didn't miss them. Um, I, I, here's someone yeah, who has created, created infographics for a living. So uh, House of X number one is um, it opens up with Xavier and people coming out of the pods, but you don't know why. Um, and then it, uh, most of it is uh, the setup of Krakow. Magneto oh. talking to the ambassadors mm-hmm. from other nations mm-hmm. inside um, one of their habitats mm-hmm. and then it's also showing pieces of Krakoa and then it's Mystique and Sabretooth and Toad stealing the file while Cyclops like reads them at the gate and takes them off of the Fantastic world building Four's lots of hand. world building I also world like I, oh yeah I, the Fantastic Four bit it's like Mazel Someone's, Tov bit. one of them's an yeah. asshole yeah, right? kind of <laughs> like Cyclops should you really be yes exactly I remember this yeah. okay so, so how does it compare how does it compare okay I would say, like, X, the X-Men issue one mm-hmm. felt very Marvel. Okay. And I think that might just be because, oh, I know for a Those fact this is these and... characters and this is X-Men. Yeah. And um, I also felt like, like we just, you jogged my memory, okay, so much world building. Yeah. In that, I loved the, like, where is this going? I am very curious. And... Uh, that one, like, it is very good at breadcrumbs, that yeah. whole run, mm-hmm. um, where you are not treated dumb as the reader, and you are, like, if you think too hard, you're like, what is going on? But if you think at, like, the peripheral level, you can put the pieces together. Totally. And so that is, like, I just think a higher level of thinking required yeah. and a different approach to storytelling for sure. Yes. Um, I would say like, I enjoyed this. Re- like this one was yeah. like a fun ride. It's a contained it's issue. Really fun. If yeah. I had to stop here, like let's say this was just the one issue that came out for the year. All right. I could like, it's a contained story and I could still remember <laughs> 
like it was still a fun ride. It felt very DC yeah. for me, and I have been reading much more like mystical DC yeah. stories, and so it felt in that realm. It felt self-contained. Yeah. It introduced a new character, but that new character still felt uh, very uh, familiar yeah. at the same time, um, and it set me up for a different type of curiosity of like, okay. How are we going to tether this? How are we going to scope this for the future? And what kinds of issues, episodes of the week type of thing are we going to go with this? But I I do think House and Powers is just a, like, different type of epic. It's like when you watch Matrix for the first time and you're trying to make sense of what is going on. And there's a lot of layers at play. And I think that this has the complete potential to do that. I also read House and Powers, like, in not like not single issue not in trade month. Yeah. not month to month yeah. and in one like vast setting until huh. i had to take a break because i was looking at data pages I, so that's that's kind of my read on I'm that one's just, a fun ride i i'm laughing just because i said something really similar where i like <laughs> i really i really think it's not comparable just because one is dealing and riley said this too like one is dealing with such like established characters that you're seeing in a new weird light and that's kind of the fun of what you said like where is it going and then this one is it's it's a story it's a story it's a true like self-contained story it's not set up it's not world building it's happening world building's happening in the background but it's like you're, you're you're focused on a tale um of this couple coming back together for the first time after their divorce like mm-hmm. that's what and the about, cyclical so. way it begins and ends right it, like and begins then, and yeah. ends literally in the same, the same conversation spot, yeah. but then at the end it finally like you finished that through it, and so. you do have new context yeah and um, i would say that like house and powers and x-men in general right. like just always has the potential to touch on like what this the repercussions and of this is in the real yeah. world and like the parallels that you can draw in a lot of ways, or it begs you the question of asking about morality totally. and like, this isn't doing that yet. Does it have the potential to do that? Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to tell it in a more epic tale, a hero's journey, maybe a hero's fall. Yeah, I think so. I just think this one has such exciting things that you can say about like faith, in both like a greater power but also like a greater logic and how that can fail both types of people and how those can also, also can work also together yeah. so yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it I'm, I'm super glad you read it i'm glad you were sounds like as as hot on it as we were like we'll I, definitely yeah. allow you to pick up the next issue for me <laughs> deal deal so um so i'm very excited uh okay what would your what would your cosplay costume be from this book if you had to do it Oh, give me a white wig any day. Yeah, it's a pretty good costume. Um, I'm already like eyeing like, oh man, like should I grow my hair out again? Like that's how that made me feel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want to shave it bald? Shave it bald to be the other, to be Wong? No. I can't be Wong. You cannot be Wong. To be Dimitri? Dimitri looks dweeby though Dimitri's a little dweeby. He's a little fun. I liked his little computer. I was telling Riley that also felt very DC. Like a little computer that just kind of things. Kind of like Booster Gold's friends. Whatever yes. that is. I forget. Skeets. Skeets, yes. Yeah. Um, it was cool. I am so excited this exists. We've been waiting for a long time. Um, Dimitri and Wynn showed up at the Hellfire Gala this year. For I got very Hellfire Gala yeah. vibes. Yeah, yeah. So I can see so that. I'm super glad. Um, what, else you, what else are you reading or watching right now, Les, that you think would be of interest to our listeners? Um, I'm a Silk gal. Silk? I've been yeah. reading Silk. I've been reading... Who's writing very- Silk? 
you know. You have no idea. <laughs> Don't yeah. ask me those things. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm still catching up. I will find that out. Um, I am reading uh, some Wonder Woman yeah. right now. They just are, have been done with their big event. and I'm very excited for Leslie to read Wonder Woman because Tom King is currently mm-hmm. writing Wonder Woman. That is true. Who I have like sung his praises on this pod as well. Um, so what else am I reading now? You're the one that picks up everything um, for me. I, you, I choose. I have free choice. I gave you Exterminators to read. That's right. I'm I have not yet read Exterminators. Uh, you've been reading uh, Peach Momoko's Demon Days. Yeah, that's been a while. I finished yeah. Demon Days. That's a different yeah. issue. But that one, that one comes on. Yeah, we should do a Demon Days pod. I should catch up and we should talk about that. Um, are you uh, are you watching anything, Nerdy? We're watching Loki right now. We are currently watching Loki. We, we just, just finished the One Piece, which was a a gem. It was a delight. It was, it was a delight. Very, it was very cool. Um, One Piece was awesome. Um, One Piece was fun. We watched Ahsoka together. We we had really similar thoughts on Ahsoka. Um, so and we've you, also been watching Only Murders. Yeah, we finished Only we Murders. We finished Only building. Murders in the building. And um, I am a regular um, consumer of trash TV as well. You're, yeah, you are. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so that's. Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Thanks for thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for letting us uh, talk about this on our couch. Um, I'm I'm very excited to to keep talking about this with you. And um, uh, yeah, sweet. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in. Shout out to our composer of our wonderful intro and outro, uh, Gage Cornwell. We love your work. Please give him a follow on social media. Uh, please give us a follow on social media. That's Immortal X Friends on Instagram. Uh, tell us how we are so wrong about our Comic-Con predictions. Tell us what you like about gods as well. Um, and honestly, just read comics. We will be back next week. Bye.